men want very much to be in committed, loving relationships. They really do. For men, in everything they do, they want to be with a worthy opponent. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. I'm very excited today because I'm here at the Capitol Factory in Dallas with the lovely Brittany Madrid, creator of BZEN TV, host and executive producer of the show that's on ABC WFAA in Dallas with plans to expand in four more markets. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Good. I'm happy to have you. I have so many questions for you after reading uh, this book. I'm like wanting to dive right in. This book was amazing. Oh, good. How, how a man decides to make you the one. Like, wow. Isn't that something that we've all like wondered at different times in our dating lives? Like, Absolutely. This book was many a godsend. Thank you for sending it to me. I feel like you were an angel from, you know. Really? It yes. It came at the right time? It came at the right time. I'm single and dating right now. And there were things in this book that, you know, I I think I was experiencing, but I wasn't even aware that I was going through them. It wasn't like a conscious thing. Mm -hmm. And this book like made it, it helped me to become consciously aware of what was really going on, some of the mistakes I think I've been making. And yeah, Wonderful. I can't wait to learn more. Thank oh, you good. for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really good timing. Because Great timing. As, as most of my listeners know, you know, I'm New York City based and I was down in Dallas, and it just it kind of came across my path, and we hooked up in a really kind of strange way. It was like, let's do this. Yes, I love that. Meant to be, and then you're going to come on, on my show now. So excited. We're going to have another talk show. Like, you know, it's all working out. It really It's all is. aligning. Right? It really is. <laughs> yeah. So, and is this, there's a question for you. Is this all aligning that you have this breakup, and that all of this went down for you? Because you sound like a very, very busy woman. I mean... Brittany, for those of you who may not be aware of uh, Brittany, that she was a reporter and host for Time Warner Cable Sports, ESPN2, mm -hmm. and you covered the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's big. You know, it, it was a lot. It's been a lot of, uh, it's taken a lot of focus, for sure, and a lot of hard work, and I've always been really passionate about my career, and uh, I just kind of thought that I was going to meet the right person and that it was going to organically work out even though my schedule was really busy and I, I just didn't really I don't know I didn't really prioritize it in the way that when I was reading your book like I, again it just it brought everything to the forefront and I was like oh okay you do need to like think about it a little bit more if this is really something that's important to you I guess I just haven't really prioritized it and then when I did meet someone that I got serious with and had it a two-year relationship and we lived together and, and all those things um it was like i went into it just all heart and i wasn't really logically thinking about anything and when i read 
your book, I was like, oh, okay. Like how you say that like people are like when you're nurturing and when you do all these things that, you know, you think it's like you're being who you're supposed to be. You think that that's how you know, you're showing love, but it makes you less desirable. I was like, oh my gosh, I've done all these things. <laughs> so yeah, in a nutshell, like, yes, like it's just, um, but I'm in a place now where I am excited to learn and maybe approach things in a different way. That's great. That's great. And do you know what you want now in a bigger way? Did this relationship do anything in that respect for you? I think so. I mean, there were a lot of great things about the relationship. Um, I think that he was definitely um, one of the consumer Uh, consumers. But the one, what's the one that's the most like ultimate consumer? Yes. The one that's confusing. Because he mixed messages, man. Mm-hmm. He's, he was mixed messages, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. So we lived together. We were, you know, we were intermingling our lives. But, you know, I moved to a totally different city to for be with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Even though I had my show here. And, oh. I, um, and I ended up expanding the show to Austin. So it was, you know, but I wouldn't have done that uh-huh. had I not been in a relationship with him. So I was making sacrifices. I was changing my life mm-hmm. to be with someone. And, um, yeah, it was not reciprocated. And that's why I ended up moving back to Dallas and breaking up with him over the holidays because I just, I realized it was imbalanced mm-hmm. and we weren't engaged and there was no engagement coming. Wow. And here I was, you know, acting like a wife, but uh-huh. not having that, not feeling that love, that security, that, that peace of really having a commitment yes. that I wanted. Yes. So I had to leave. Wow. But for you though, for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. That must have been super hard. Yeah. It was really tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you still like, is the love still there? Do you still wish that that could be together? You could be together. Well, oddly enough, he's in town right now for a speaking engagement, and he sent me a message. And he's been trying to get a hold of me, and uh, he wants us to to meet and have a discussion. But I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, you'll have more insight into that. But I feel like once I don't know, just for me, once I've gone that far, given so much of myself. To someone and not and to not have that reciprocated and to leave and for it to have to be so dramatic before someone will you know come back the way that you always sort of wanted it to be mm-hmm. I know that's me being very feminine in my emotions and mm-hmm. in the what yes, do you call it yes. like the ocean of death and mm-hmm. like definitely I'm in the ocean of death right now but um I don't know I feel like it's gone too far I I, I am ready to let that go so you don't, like if you could have him, the question is, you could have him the way that you would like him to be and have it the way you would like it to be. If you could wave a magic wand and that would happen. Would you want it now? So like he would be committed? It's a great question. It wouldn't just be to like get me back. It would be like he would really be committed from his own, like mm-hmm. deciding to do that for himself. Yes. If he could do that, then yes. Then you would. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't. I just don't think that he really uh, has been there. So you don't believe it. He doesn't seem like he's that type of person. Just from what I already. From what you've experienced. However, it's what I work with in one of my programs called the Lure Him Back. Hmm. And because I am a profound believer, and I've seen it happen so many times, that 
It was simply what was going on in the relationship. And what you did by making that move and a really uh, sound move for yourself that elicited, it got into his deepest feelings. Mm. You see, and he couldn't get there with those deepest feelings when you were there. Oh, this wow. is how a man works. So you think that so you think that he's being sincere. It's not just contrived to get me back because I'm gone. It depends how you did the breakup and if you've been in contact and what the contact has been like in between the time that you left and now. So that's the biggest um, how should I say maybe hurdle to get over. Because if that's strung out if you are wishy-washy, if you accept anything back, even accepting texts, uh, whereby you're in contact with so him. So I, I blocked him. Right. He did send flowers to my parents' house. Okay. For Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, but he's blocked on all social media. He was able to email me to, potent, to, to try to set something up, and I didn't respond, didn't respond. Great. And then today I got another email and I was actually walking over here. Oh, interesting. And he's, because he's in town, and uh-huh. he sent it again to see, like, what you mean? Like, right. he's really... Okay. And it's, yeah, it's definitely more effort than I've ever... Okay. So you basically you did the, some of the strategy that is mm-hmm. in the program. So, for example, um, when you left... What did you say to him or not say about why you were leaving and what was going on when you left? I just told him that I wasn't happy mm-hmm. and I didn't feel supported and mm-hmm. I didn't feel I didn't feel loved and that it wasn't the right thing for me anymore. And uh, I didn't I actually didn't go back to get my things. My publicist lives in Austin, so he was able to go and pick up my things. And then my mom and stepfather went and picked up my car and. So I didn't even go back and love it. And love I it. guess he freaked out, you know. That's perfect. But it took a lot for me to get there. So that's okay. It's almost like once you get to that place, it's like, could I even go back? Now? I know. You know. I know. But here's the thing: is that leaving is what puts you in, and I call this my worthy opponent strategy. <laughs> it puts you in the realm of now. You are a worthy opponent. Interesting. And what I what I mean about that is that all men, you can understand to a great degree in the realm of sports Mm -hmm. and sports comes from the mind of males you can imagine you know cavemen one day they're bored they're sitting around waiting and one throws a stick at the other that's how sports are born (laughs) right and so um for men in everything they do they want to be with a worthy opponent Mm -hmm. and for their wife they want that as well and what that means is that she holds herself at the same level and value. So I, people hear me use this on the podcast all the time, that LeBron James, if he goes and deigns to play with a high school basketball player one-on-one, and he wins, does it mean that much to him? No. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not that much fun. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that much. It's not that exciting. It's not very sexy, correct? Mm-hmm. But when he wins, playing one-on-one with Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, anyone, right? It means something. Totally. That's who he wants to be playing with. 
And this is how men are really in relationships as well. So it's why one of the books that's been on the market forever is why men love bitches, why men marry bitches. Mm -hmm. That's been a bestseller for, I'm going to say, 30 years at least. It doesn't change. Men don't want a woman who is too nice. Mm -hmm. I say we lose men many times because three little words, we are too nice. And it's not that we... It's not the flip side. It's not that we should be rude. Right. And again, the, the name of that book is just to be catchy in cell blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But basically, we see it all around us. When a woman panders to a man or caters too much to him, and he's not seeing her as a worthy opponent, it doesn't excite him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't foster his need to, that's what I want. That's what I want to achieve, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So no matter the beauty, no matter the success, no matter any of it, if he doesn't feel her to be that worthy opponent, and all those strategies you did help set you up to be that. Interesting. It's what you do now. If you want him back, fully committed, that's the deal. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so what if I don't want him back fully committed, but... I'm now on the dating scene. Mm-hmm. How can it? Okay, how can I not make the same mistakes twice? Basically, with someone new. With or someone with new. Okay, I don't know if I can go backwards at this point. Well, here's it what really I really broke my heart for me to do that. Yes, there was a reason. Yes, you know. Here's what I would say to you, because there's probably something that really you just got to the point of. Let me let me guess something. You were telling him, telling him, telling him in different ways. And he never hooked into what you were telling him and never changed any of his behavior. Exactly. Okay. And that's because of one of the premises in my book. Men don't relate via verbalization. They relate via action. So we can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and it will not change a thing for a man. And that's one of the mechanics of men. And what that is, is that with a real card, we just like to get in it, turn the key. It looks pretty on the outside. It feels great when we sit in the seat. We turn the key and it turns on and it runs and we don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to understand how it works. We don't want to talk about cars. We don't want to look at YouTube videos of cars. We don't care to understand how they work. Mm-hmm. Men love to do that. They love to understand. They want to know about the engine. They want to know all the inner workings of the car, right? And they love to talk about it with their friends and watch YouTube videos of cars and stuff like that, right? So what happens is if the relationship is a metaphorical car, if to make the a real car work that you and your guy had together, he were to say to you, okay, the car's not running, you have to come out with me on the garage floor, get cold and greasy, Look about it. I'm going to tell you how it works. We're going to talk about how it works. We're going to. I'm going to make you understand it. We're going to work on the carburetor together. You're going to help me fix it. Eventually, you try because you want the car to work, right? Mm-hmm. You try. Sure. Eventually, you hate it, and you just want to get a new car. Right. I'll even scooter if you're making me do all that. Exactly. I'm over. Yeah. It. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and that's what happens for the man. So when we talk about these things, right, that we know if they change X, 
our relationship is going to go the distance, mm -hmm. right? The talking about it is just like him talking to you about the car. You want to say yes, right? If he says to you, look, what I want you to do is every time you turn it on, I want you to put it in third gear, and then you're going to step on the brake, and then you're going to turn the key, and then you're going to step on the gas, and then you're going to, like, you glaze over. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to know, right? You just right. want it to work. Totally. You fix it, I'll drive it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. This is what he wants. Interesting. Right? So it can't work when we talk to them about it. So I work with women in my programs to help them understand, let's work on the back-end strategies that will get him there vis-a-vis -vis your action. Men relate via action. Kind of like two quarterbacks. The one quarterback doesn't go up to the other quarterback and say, hey, listen, my team and I, we're going to do this play. And Joe's going to run back, and then he's going to throw it to Bob, and Bob's going to do this. How do you feel about that? <laughs> no. Yeah. They just do it. Mm -hmm. And may the best team win. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just basically who men are. Okay. And so talking... It has to be done in a very, mm, kind of, uh, a very subtle way with very feminine tweaks so that he feels what he needs to feel. And here's what happened for you. He didn't think you were going to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. Right? He was shocked. Yeah. Absolutely. The first thing that happens for the guy, believe it or not, when he's shocked, he's relieved. That's the very first thing that happens. And then, the feelings start coming in. Oh, start missing you. And then, more feelings, like who's my pretty puppy running around with, right? Mm -hmm. The puppy that I love, and mm -hmm. just left, and I don't know where she is, and what's mm -hmm. happening, right? And then, about statistically 21 days, 18 to 30 days in there, he lobs in a text. That is dead on. Okay. Something happens. He sends something, right? He lobs one in to see if he can just get a response. Mm -hmm. Did you respond? No. Excellent. That's the strategy. Because if you respond, here's what happens. All that anxiety, that's building up in him. Where's my pretty puppy? The relief's gone now. Well gone. And it's all anxiety. Like, uh, what did I do wrong? I didn't achieve. I'm missing what I want. Mm -hmm. I don't have my anchor. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that, right? They're feeling anxiety. Right. And then you don't answer. Wow. It's like she's really gone. Because if you were to answer, he would be right back to where he was when you first left, which is, oh, phew, she answered. Oh, it's like, she's still there, I'm okay, and then nothing changes. Exactly. Oh, exactly, right? Uh -huh. So you're not answering, ramps it up. Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna get things like the flowers. Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna get, it's gonna ramp up. Calls, marriage proposals. gifts, yes. Did you get that already? You got it. In a way, like over the, over email. 
Because I wasn't talking to him. That's right. So what did he say? Like, like, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, we'll do. Come here, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll go here, we'll, we'll go to Fairfield, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, anything it You see? You see? Anything. And I didn't respond to that because you I was like, oh my gosh. So how do you feel now that you've gotten that? It took me a long, so I feel like maybe this is a learning lesson for me. Because it took me a, a lot emotionally to get to that place to where I would just shut down. Mm-hmm. Because I am naturally more on the nurturing side. Um... That's just kind of my my way. That's how I am, and, and I think it's hurt me in a lot of relationships, not just this one. You know, so I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, but this is the person that I got the most serious with, uh-huh. and for whatever reason, it just even though I was like that, we still were able to, you know, we got along and it meshed well. But then when it got to the point where the next step would be like commitment mm-hmm. and like a life, you know, lifelong commitment. Um, it just, it, it didn't come to fruition. And so for me, having made such huge sacrifices, moving, right? I mean, having my business, being willing to do that. Like for me, I did that in good faith because I was in love. And then when I didn't feel like I was met halfway, mm-hmm. it broke my heart. And that's why I left and didn't respond. Like it, it would take a lot for me to do that. So I just feel like I can't go back now because I'm just, I just don't, like it broke my heart. That's why I did it. I don't feel in love feelings about him right now. No, you won't. I feel like he hurt me and I just feel sad about it. And I'm like, that was sad that that didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it hurt my feelings. The things that he did hurt my feelings to the point where I kind of lost some respect for him and he wasn't the person that I, that I thought that he was. So now that he's, however, stepped up and said, do you be- I guess the question first is, do you believe him? No. That's the thing. I don't believe him. I think he's just saying it, trying to get me back. Okay. I'm just going to play devil's advocate okay. for you, okay? <laughs> what if I had a crystal ball and I said, I absolutely know that he's not just playing with you. That's how he truly feels. Mm-hmm. What would that do? If you knew that. Okay. And I, I okay. Get a chance. So then it begs the question: What would he have to do to show you that his feelings are real? What would need he would need to show? What would he need to do? He would need. It, I wouldn't want any like promises for the future. He would need to like show up with a ring on one knee, ready like a venue, like just a date picked out, like moving forward. Because he's the kind of person that. Um, in, in your book, you, you talk about this type of person who he was the mixed messages one, or maybe he was the next level, I'm forgetting now. But he did so many things, he would get to that point and he would say, mm-hmm. this is the future, we're going to have a great life together this time. He's very poetic, great with his mm-hmm. words, great, and, and really a charming person, mm-hmm. and a good person, mm-hmm. a lot of great qualities. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am so used to his way, and him always projecting and painting this picture, that I would need to see it like right now, for me to even open my heart again. And see, I would say to you that you are doing, like you're almost textbook of like what I work in my program, which is fantastic. <laughs> you did this all your own. Seriously. I just wish it didn't take me getting so upset at you. But you know what? Many times it just works out that way. And mm-hmm. you have to. So you're saying to me, if he came to me on one knee mm-hmm. with a ring, you're not going to automatically feel like, 
oh yes, it's exactly what I want, and start, no, you have to start from right now, mm -hmm. which is, I'll accept that with a caveat, that we're starting all over, totally, yeah. and I need to see, I'm willing to accept it with an out on that contract, mm -hmm. because I have to see the seriousness related to this. And then you start from ground zero, right? Mm -hmm. And he has to date you, and he has to court you, and he has to really show throughout time, right? You give it a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. and then do it. Right. Right? Totally. Yeah. But what you did, by the way you did it, got to him in a way that is so profound for a man. You showed him, I'm a worthy opponent. I know my value, and I don't hang around with high school basketball players because I'm LeBron, right? I love that analogy. It's so true. I'm going to go play mm -hmm. with my Steph Currys, because mm -hmm. there's a whole group of them in the NBA, right? So totally. I'm going to go play with them. Nothing against you. Right, yeah. Wish you well. Hope that one day you're in the, you're in the NBA. Totally. But right now, I'm the major player in the NBA, and that's what I do. Right? Mm -hmm. So you showed him that. Now, if he is had any love for you, this manifested it in a way that he wasn't even aware he had to manifest it before. This is male. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just the way it is. So he, if he does that, it's not just taking him back right away without those caveats. I'm willing to try, but I'm not, this doesn't mean we go back to any of what it was. In other words, you don't make any movements at all, right? Mm -hmm. You start over and it's different. There's no more you catering only to his needs, you moving, mm -hmm. you changing your life, any of it. He's going to show you, and through that showing and proving is how he falls even more deeply. That's how man falls. The more he has to do to achieve you, the more he feels that love for you. Wow. Yeah. So it's a possibility. It's just whether or not, you know, you um, can't have, it has to be that 5% of window that says, there's no harm in me giving this another shot. Right? Mm -hmm. he, but, and now I know, I have to do things differently so that I'm showing myself to be LeBron and he has to show up to the practices on time. Mm -hmm. He has to be the one who's showing me his skill level has developed since I last saw him, mm -hmm. right? Totally. And that he has the potential to play with me at my level. Otherwise, he's still that high school guy that didn't work on his game. He didn't go out there on the court and dribble himself to death until he really got it right, right? Mm -hmm. and make those three-pointers nine times out of ten, right? Right. If he did that work through the time, and it, it can be a very short time. Really? Absolutely. It's only been a month and a half. Maybe it's two months? That's all things. Yeah? Of no contact. Okay. See, if you had an answer... That first text, it would be very different. Because then he would relax and go, oh, phew, 
Anytime I reach out to her, she's going to answer me. So they just go on their merry way, maybe some other pretty puppy. Just feeling like you're there. Yeah, I can yeah. always go get that puppy if uh -huh. I want her. Right. So let me get someone else out there. Because yeah, you're not around. It's so psychological in that way and so easy once you like hook into it mm -hmm. and you really get it. I'm getting it now, but only through this experience. Like, I wish I would have read this book before. Like, they should teach us in schools. Like, I'm like, why did I not know this? And I was, I was talking to some of my friends today on my way over here. And both of them were dating as well. I was like, you guys read this book. Because we've had these conversations. I know. We're all in the same boat in a lot of ways. And you just don't know until you do it and then you see yourself in this. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's not that complicated. It's not. When we put it, you know, when people come to me, women come to me and say, the puppy principle, now mm -hmm. I finally get it. Mm -hmm. Right? It's so... Because we... There is a part of us that is like that. And that is when we love all puppies, which generally most of us do, right? We love them all. Yeah, puppies are adorable. Right? Teeny tiny dachshund or big great dame. Mm -hmm. We love it. Yeah, Doesn't mean we're... We may be the kind of girl that we'll never adopt, no matter how much we love, right? We may be the kind of girl that will adopt two or three, mm -hmm. right? All different breeds, right? Or we could be the kind of girl like we want one breed, that's our breed, and that's it, and all mm -hmm. other puppies can go away, right? Right. But even when we find that breed and we say, this is the puppy, it's about the right time. You have to be in the right state, mm -hmm. right? right state of mind. Right. We have to be in a place where we know that we can be responsible to and for that puppy, right? In our, we know the finances are right, we know the environment is right. We know we're going to look at this puppy and love it, and all other puppies we won't look at and pay attention to in that way, mm -hmm. right? This right. will be our puppy. And then what happens next? And this is the most significant for men. Once you take on a puppy, and I use this analogy in the book, if I give you my puppy to uh, uh, take care of while I'm visiting my sick grandmother every weekend, oh, yeah, this remember? Is a good one. Mm -hmm. It's a good one because if I do that and you're alone, you don't have a guy, and it's like this puppy's your like emotional support puppy for the weekends, yeah, right? right? Yeah, it's yeah. fine, sure. Right? You're taking it around, you're taking it around your neighborhood, the shop owners love it and give it bones. It's the best puppy ever. Yeah, you give it a bath, you watch movies with it at night, oh my God, and then yes. you sleep with it, right? Cuddles with you and you sleep with him every weekend. And then I come back a year later and I say, thank you so much for doing this every weekend. But I have to go live with my sick grandmother in the assisted living, and they will not allow the puppies. I would love, since you told me you love him to death, mm -hmm. I'm going to give him to you. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm not ready for that. Right. And I say, but you told me you love him. Well, sure, I absolutely love him. So, okay, so what's the problem? You've been seeing movies every weekend for you. You've been going to dinners for weekends every year. You've been sleeping with him every mm -hmm. Saturday night for a year. Why not, mm -hmm. right? And you just say, it's not the right time for me to adopt. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. That love for the puppy is great. But your state of mind trumps it, and that's the consumer versus buyer. 
Your state of being trumps the love because here's the sad deal of it all. You know that when you are ready to go and adopt, you'll say, I'm ready to adopt today. You go on the computer, you look up your breed, find the uh, breeder, go look at one, I'm ready. Yeah. Right? Then when you take him home, once he's yours, you put the leash on. Little, it's so, it's so, it's so funny because it's like the ring. Mm -hmm. It's like the ring. It really is, yeah. Right? You put the diamond leash on, it's got the name, you know, spot right on it, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> exactly. Right? Now you bond to him mm -hmm. in a way that you don't bond to the other puppies, even right. if you take care of them, right? Mm -hmm. And now, if he's bad, he poops on the floor. You don't just get rid of him. Right. He's your puppy. You bond. What are you going to do? Men bond. This isn't me. This is a, um, a great, um, he's a counselor, licensed counselor, Bob Grant. When I read this, it was like, okay, now I get it. He wasn't doing the puppy principle, but I created the puppy principle out of this because I finally got it. Mm -hmm is that men only bond in one way, and that is through making a formal commitment. You see, women don't need to make any decision. We bond at a level love. We spend time with a guy, mm -hmm. we have sex with him, we're bonded. Mm -hmm. We don't need marriage. We're all in, we'd be all in forever. Right. Right, through the love, the sex, the time. But for men, it's not that at all. Just like I gave you the puppy for a year, and you treated it as your own every weekend. You slept with it every weekend. You mm -hmm. had dinners and watched movies together, right? But it wasn't yours. If I even said to you, if you don't take it when I go live with my sick grandmother and the assistant living, if you don't take it, I'm going to have to like take it to a shelter. And you said, oh, God, all right. All right, even though I don't feel it's really the right time, I'll take him on for you because I'm not going to let, I love him. Mm -hmm. And you take him. Guess what happened? Now through taking him on, right, and every week you're with him, you start to bond. Mm -hmm. And now, because I'm gone, and now he really knows I'm gone for good, and he starts acting up, and he chews your Jimmy Chews. Mm -hmm. You get kind of mad at him, right. but you don't get you're bonded. Mm -hmm. So if someone's in a situation where they're like, they're dating someone and they're starting to feel like a, like a rent-a-puppy, <laughs> what should they, what should they do? How do you change that dynamic up? Because I've been in that pattern before and I have several friends who are in that pattern right now as well. Cause we talk. Well, and like you say in the book, like everyone talks, it's like sometimes you actually hurt each other more than help each other if you're not, you know, applying the right advice. So. What, what would you say that someone should do if they're feeling that way? I mean, it's, it's becoming obvious that this person really cares about them, but they're not committing. Well, it's a couple of things, and that's what I do. And for anybody who reads my book, I always give a consultation, a complimentary consultation. You took the time, you read my book. Hey, fantastic, because I believe that I'm going to spread that knowledge and love to Every woman I can, mm -hmm. because I think it's so wonderful that I, in my life, have gone through hell and back 
Mm-hmm. And then, and if it gives me meaning in my life to be able to give it to women in a way that they can understand it, incorporate it, and not have to go through so much, right? So, for that woman in that situation, there's a number of things that I help her determine in that consultation because sometimes it's this. If there's an old saying in Hebrew that how it starts is how it ends. And for men, the most significant time in your relationship is how it started. And this is due to Freud's Madonna whore complex. It's now called, they changed it to Madonna whore dichotomy, which I'm very happy that they did. Because it's not so much a complex for men, although it can become that. For most men, it is simply the dichotomy. Meaning, good girl, bad girl. That's all. And in their brains, their brains are linear. That's what it is. And from the moment a man first sees you and interacts with you, and this can be even pictures, and that's why I deal with social media for women, um, selfies, how they present themselves in pictures online. Seriously important to be presenting yourself in the first category in order to have a chance to be wife and mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if a man puts you in the second category, it can work, but you have to do a lot of back work to get yourself into that category again. Mm-hmm. And men's brains tend to be much more linear, I talk about this in the book, meaning their brains work front to back in the two hemispheres, where the woman's brain has a fattier uh, corpus callosum that goes on top. And why we can do many, many different things um, at once, and our hemispheres talk to each other in a way that the man's doesn't tend to. Mm-hmm. It's even proven with people, with women versus men who have strokes. If a female brain has a stroke, you can tend to teach the other half of the brain how to do the activity that the first half can no longer do. For a man's brain, that's almost impossible. It's that entrenched. So it's the repairing for that woman how she started out and to put, start to put herself into that first category so that he can see her as relationship material, mm-hmm. wife and mother, quote, and not just a girl to have fun with. Mm-hmm. Because men give themselves an out. If you present as the girl just to have fun with, then they feel, okay. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Some men, of course, depending on their upbringing, will not, right? Right. But most, it's like, well, she's okay with that. That's what she's presenting. I can do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's why the, you know, the wife at home is the honored woman, mother, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the why only 3% of men who ever have affairs ever leave their wife for that woman with whom they're having the affair, even if they love her more. Wow. 3%. It's nothing. It's why, don't ever go with a married man. It's, you know, typically that there's a saying, he's not going to leave his wife. And statistically, that's true. 
That's the sports supposition. He won't leave his team. When we talk about this stuff, it's like shocking to me. Because I'm just like <laughs> learning these things right now. Just like, it just reminds me like, or it, it helps me to realize like just how different women and men really, really are. Because there's no way as a woman, if I loved someone more and I was really unhappy with one person, I loved this other person and I went and met this other person, I would not keep that going. I wouldn't. Absolutely, right? There's no way. Yes. I would be honest with the person that I wasn't in love with anymore. There it would you be go. horrible. It would be terrible. But then I'd go and be with the person I love. Right. I think a lot of women are, right? But that's how we are. That's exactly how we are. But the man looks at it like this. I made a decision to be with wife. I live by my decisions, not by my feelings. Because let's look at it with the sports opposition. A guy is on a sports team. Because men live by their guy friends, not, or their, the world according to men, not women. Mm-hmm. What does a man most feel about what makes him a man? What makes him a man is not being feminine. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, he lives by his decisions, not his emotions. So when he takes on wife, and that's my decision, and I've shown it to the world, that's like, I am a Packers fan. Now, no matter how bad the Packers are, they never win a, they never win a game, they never go to the Super Bowl, they're just hideous, right? Mm-hmm. The worst team in the league. Right. Does the Packers fan say, okay, since they're the worst team in the league, I'm going to be another fan. I'm going to go be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. No. no. They do not leave their team. Because they made a decision, right? They even have the t-shirt, you know, the Packers t-shirt and the hat. And they go, and that's who they are. They live by those. Because if he joins a, um, a little football team with his guy friends, and they count on him. Mm-hmm. He's joined it. He has his locker, his jersey. He knows his position. If he doesn't come to the games because he doesn't feel like it or quits, because he just doesn't feel like playing anymore. What do the guys call him? A quitter. Quitter, worse. Negative word for a female body part. I know, I hate that. Right? Everybody does. Yeah. But that's what they do. Totally. Right? He'll do anything to not have that. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have to look at men being married. It's actually a very good thing for them. Mm -hmm. It keeps them being the best they can be. Because they live by their decisions, when they marry, isn't it wonderful? It's biological, because we want to know. We marry them and we have their children. We want to know that's a big decision and they're right. not going to quit us. Right. Yeah. right? You better stay on the team. <laughs> so it's, it's wonderful and good men are that. Mm-hmm. And when some a man, you know, um, says, I don't think I'll ever marry. I don't want to do. You know what? Great. Come on, your, go on your way. Throw that one back. Pass that one by. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pass them by because it's not. It's not good. No. Mm. And and what this guy is showing you is that he realized through your action. Here's here's what I say that might really ring true to you. No matter what a woman is saying, if she's staying, she's okay. Because they don't live through verbalization, 
they don't listen to your words, it's what you do. And finally you showed him, okay, I've said enough, now I'm going to do. And then you just did. Mm -hmm. Without any fanfare, you just said, like really completely not emotionally, like not upset or anything, just like, okay, this is how it is, and this is what I'm going to go do, and like I wish you the best, and blah, blah. That's it. That's the best. Mm -hmm. That's the best way. And you can make that. He will, he has changed to what you did. See, the love didn't change. That was always there. But a man will go on forever in the way you allow it. Right? Mm -hmm. He Because he wasn't suffering. He had a great. No, it was perfect for him. Yeah. Everything he wanted. Right, so why would he change no it? stress. Yeah. Right? Why would he change it unless he is going to lose his pretty puppy? Mm -hmm. It is like, oh my God, that was my puppy. And now, what a fool I was. Totally. What a fool. Right? But yes. Fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. That's huge for guys. Huge. Right? And mm -hmm. you did it in really a textbook way, that that's why you got the flowers and the, the calling and the this and that. But it's really what you do and it's showing, I, I may hear you out, but I have to hear exactly what has changed and what you're doing because I'm not willing to play around any longer. Mm -hmm. And you have to see where your feelings are. And they may grow through what he's showing you. Depends. They may not. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because I've noticed that something I learned through this experience, like, so I'm happier now without that stress in my life or feeling like I'm not loved. I feel like, yes, I'm single, but I have amazing friends and I love my job and I love my life and I'm not like sad during the day. I'm not like upset about some fight with, you know, some, a significant other. So it's like, if that's going to be back in my life by accepting this person back in my life, I would rather not have that. Like, I don't see the value anymore. Whereas at one time I think I would have put up with it just to have that person, you know? So something changed there. And that's always the question that I suggest that the woman asks before you even deign to see him, it would be, what has changed? And then you have to hear whatever version of that it is. And the, it, it's a version of something like, I realize, you need to see the insight, right? Mm -hmm. What's the insight? I realize I never put you first. I realize I asked too much of you by doing X. I realize that I, etc., etc. And if you hear those things and he has insight into it, then it can change. Mm -hmm. If it's just stuff like, I miss you, mm -hmm. I want you back, that stuff isn't what has changed, right? right? So it's a really significant question. What has changed? So you think we should ask someone mm -hmm. that before agreeing to see them, meet them for a coffee or... Whatever. Um, it really depends because, okay, it's been four months? Three months? Uh, about two months now. You know... He hasn't acknowledged that anything's changed. It's more been like what you were saying, like, I want you back, I miss you, we're going together, those types of things. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, he thinks he's in the wrong for anything. Well, there... 
I think you could wait. Um, it, it wouldn't hurt you necessarily to, um, to do it in a very brief way. You know, I, in other words, I have a meeting at X and I have a meeting at Y. If you want to meet me in between at such and such, you know, okay. But in other words, you were controlling it and there's a set amount of time. And then when he comes to see you, you know, you're, you're cordial, but it's like, what did you feel you wanted to tell me? Mm -hmm. That's it. What did yeah. you feel you wanted to tell me? And he's going to go into all of that. And then you say, what's changed? And then you kind of, you know, mentally record what he's telling you. And you can just say, you know, um, I, I wanted to meet you. I wanted to give you that time, but... You know, I do have to get going, and then you go. And you say, I will help you, like, well, what, what, you know, what, what, right? Some mm -hmm. answer, and you just say, that I'll, I'll do some thinking on it. Because anything more, you don't want it to fall back into, right? You really need to then go back and say, how did I feel when I was there? What did I really get from him when, you know, I was with him. Did I feel there was real change, or is this just more of the same? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and then you see what he does after that, because he should then start to ramp it up again. It should be more, right? Mm -hmm. And you can ignore it. So, in the book, in the book you said it's like, you wait three times as long to respond. Right. Texting time? is, yeah, texting is really... So is that what you're, like, do you apply that to this situation? This situation's more, uh, it's heavier. Yeah, it's Because <laughs> you're doing a really big strategy to show him, um, you're not, I'm LeBron, and you're not going to just come get me to play again, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's more, yeah. So, yeah, I have a whole program on, I have the, the online portion, I have the weekly you know, um, coaching of it in my program and stuff. It, because it's it's tricky. It depends mm -hmm. what he does. It depends how you feel. Because someone would want nothing more than to be, than to get back. Right? right? Mm -hmm. You're in a good place. Really good place. Because you're not there. It might be if he really shows you the right stuff, but mm -hmm. maybe not. Right? Right. Yeah. 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 It, is, it is nice not to feel that stress anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to look at, well, was it the stress caused by not getting what I wanted in the relationship or the actual relationship? Because there's a big difference, right? Once he becomes fully invested, you might get. I think it was the not getting what I wanted. Because the relationship itself was good. There you go. But I was dissatisfied by the way I was being treated and it hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Each step of the way and each step you don't accept, he will, when he's serious, ramp it up that much more. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, my brain is like flipped on its side now. I'm like, what? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, I'm really glad we got to do this. I am too. This is a good major. Was, like, I never have gotten to talk about this. That shift for me. I appreciate it. Oh, wow. that's great. That's great. Wow. I really, mm -hmm. really do um, appreciate it because I don't, I don't think that I've ever really talked to anybody seriously about this particular part of the, 
the strategy involved with Morning Man Back. Really? Yeah. And most women that come to me to do it, they're doing it very strategically mm -hmm. to get the man to, to come back in the right way. And it really does work like a charm as long as you have the, I always say to everyone, it's about us. We have to be ready with the emotional metal to heart, excuse me, to hold ourselves back mm -hmm. from answering the texts and alleviating their anxiety and their wonder. That's why my podcast, mm -hmm. Make Them Wonder, because men love through wondering and longing. It just gets deeper and deeper through the wondering line. Exactly the opposite so of you us. just starve them out until they're so in love with you. They're banging down your door. <laughs> you know, it's less work for us. We should embrace this. It is, but it's like, you know, we, there's part of us that you just want to be yourself and love and oh I mean, gosh, seriously, right? yes. Right? Yeah. It, like, it's funny that this is like the way that works because... Like I was saying, this is the opposite of my way. This is how I treat someone when I don't, don't like them. But that's when you find those are the men that are after you. And it's the worst. Of course. The more you do this, the more God likes you. And you think, why isn't he getting the signals? I have no interest. Mm -hmm. Well, that no interest signals to him to work harder. Oh, my gosh. And that's why we all, every woman alive has guys so after her. And, but they're the guys exactly that she doesn't want mm -hmm. to have after her. Yes. Right? And if we only gave those signals to the men that we really like, mm -hmm. it would be the same. But it's so hard not to be... That's where the so games hard. comes in. People feel like it's a game. And I say, you know, I have real trouble with that word because it's not. I always say that men want very much to be in committed loving relationships. They really do. Mm -hmm. Just like we want wonderful cars that work that we never have to take into the shop. Yes, totally. <laughs> right? Right, yes. We want it just as much. We don't know. You know, if we had to build a car from the ground up, we'd probably be walking. Mm -hmm. But um, we just want them to take care of it so that we don't have to, like, know what they're doing in the shop. We want the guy to come out and say, you know, uh, Miss Madrid, your car's ready. When he starts telling you all the problems, you like glaze over. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what the cost is. Right, right. That's it. Right? Yes. Yeah, and that's what the guy is. You know, let's not talk about it. Whatever you need me to do, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Let's fix it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Funny, right? It's so it different. Is. Night and day. It really is. So, do you think that when, you know, if someone's like on the, you know, out there dating and and they meet someone they really like, do you think that they should, okay, if their inclination is to respond, right? And they're having a great conversation with someone or they're really hitting it off. Like how many times has that happened, right? You hit it off with someone and you talk, you talk, you talk, and then all of a sudden like you, like the text stop, you don't hear from them again or something. Mm -hmm. it's like, that happens a lot. Horrible. Yeah. That happens a lot. It's even happened to me. You're like, absolutely. And this spans since just being just like dating people. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that people should like consciously be like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite of what I want to do naturally. Like, I'm not going to respond. Like, I want to respond right now, and I usually would, but I'm not going to. So this is a great topic, and I think we can really get into this. And I think I want to do this in two parts, Brittany, because it's such good stuff. 
Well, I am so excited that we get to keep talking because I agree and I am just so open to more advice on this subject. Excellent, excellent. So let's do that. And uh, if you're listening here, this is part one, and then you just got to now, after the commercial, like keep listening or next time when you come on, part two will be there and listen in because we got so much more to talk about. You just are so great. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm learning so much from you. Thanks. <laughs> If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.